Good evening, ladies and gents. We are back with a, another episode of the Fan Zone podcast. Very special episode indeed. Uh, something happened this this weekend. Something happened. Something went well for once. Uh, and boy, has it been a while since it felt like we've said that. Um, some may say season-defining. Some may say history-making. But uh, what a weekend it was. Of course, we're talking about the Papa John's Trophy final in which Bolton brought it home. It's a little bit more enthusiasm in your voice this week, Ben, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Only ever so slightly. Right. Just tuned up a little bit. It certainly beats uh, drawing at Sheffield Wednesday and uh, so a few mediocre results, I suppose we could say. Yeah, uh, a great day out indeed. Uh, and if you are watching at home, thanks for joining us. We do appreciate it. Let us know your thoughts on what we're talking about as we go along. We are expecting plenty of you tonight to be uh, getting your thoughts in the live chat. If you're still, you know, not too either hungover or tired from uh, from the weekend's events, then uh, get your comments in on the live chat and we look forward to reading them. But uh, as always, we'll, we'll go with our post-match reactions. We're expecting some uh, more enthusiasm from, from both of you as well. Colin, what did you make of it? Um, I, I thought it was uh, it was a fantastic day um, for the club. First of all, um, obviously we've, we've we've heard it mentioned kind of what we've been through over the last few years and kind of what it's it's resulted in at the end of that. And I think that's um, started things to come. I think in terms of the club and its trajectory all being well. I think it's important that we obviously keep our feet on the ground, but obviously enjoy enjoy that that moment from the weekend. It was. Um, well, some of the words I wrote down, it was, you know, resounding, it was, you know, organised, they stuck to the, you know, stuck to the roles, it was, they were aggressive, everything you want, really, um, in, in a final. And, and yeah, it was it was magical. It was, um, it was one for the memory, memory banks anyway. Absolutely, indeed it was. It was a, a fantastic performance. Uh, and what capped, really, I think... Um, a decent turnaround, both in terms of individual performances uh, and really the energy around the squad. I know uh, Everett said uh, in his pre-match presser that the, there was a, a great deal of energy back in the side that he perhaps had lacked for, for quite a few weeks before that, which I think we saw sort of starting at Sheffield uh, Wednesday uh, and has slowly, slowly picked back up and, and found its way back into the side again. And obviously think, that was uh, topped off with a. a I think we were a little bit, we were a little bit, we were all a little, tiny little bit um, apprehensive, a little bit as to whether or not that would be working in our favour or not. And I mean, I certainly was anyway. Like obviously, it's quite a big gap from when we finished against Sheffield Wednesday to to, to Sunday. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they impressed us significantly, didn't they, with their performance? Indeed, they did. Ange, what did you make of the game? Well, it was a. It were a belter, weren't it? To be fair, it helped that Plymouth just didn't turn up because mm. they didn't. Um, but we were just so on it, so sharp, so hungry, full of energy. Like they did not stop running. I've got about six men of the match. I don't. I don't even know where to go with it. You need, you need to pick one, and you can only. Yeah, I don't know. But it's hard. I love it when it's hard. I just. It's. It's. It was a joy to watch, and for that to be my boy's first game at Wembley, 
we've been Colin and cried at Wembley so it's like it was lovely for him to be able to the whole day is just even though we're up at like four in the morning to get down there the whole day was brilliant and then that that result just absolutely iced the cake to come out after five minutes and then you could like breathe a bit couldn't you that first goal went in and I was like right yeah. now I can start I can try and just relax a little bit I think for the people that are lucky enough to be there with the you know family and stuff, I think that's what ma- makes it even more special when you when you achieve a, a victory like that uh, at such a venue because obviously they're the things that kind of last a lifetime, don't they, in terms of your memory and stuff. And it was like the the biggest ever margin of victory, weren't it, as well in that cup or something? It, yeah, it, it's just. I think you, I know it's all, I know it's League One level, and you know the lower ends of EFL, but I think you, you'll do well to find a performance, such such a dominant performance in any of the, of the recent finals at Wembley, I think. You know, if you look back at, you know, even when, obviously when Man United played Newcastle early on in the season, you know, in the, you know, league trophy, that, you know, that, that final wasn't as dominant and we just absolutely wiped the floor with them. You know, I absolutely didn't see it coming either. So the, the pre-match pod, I'd said it'll be close, it'll be tight, we might nick a 1-0 or something. But this is why I don't make, do predictions. But <laughs> I didn't for a minute think it would be that dominant from us. I did it. I just, because of where Plymouth are, I just... I just didn't. It was uh, certainly a spectacle, I think, is, is, is one of the resounding words that stands out for me. Um, just, yeah, a, an unbelievable afternoon. Uh, and, you know, to go 3 0 up um, just right after half time with, with, with Kachunga, you know. Guess which goal I missed? Too <laughs> busy on the pop. Toilet. Cue a massive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just. So I was going, I was going, really to, the, going to, the, to the toilet before I went off the second half and this could catch his goal was good. <laughs> I think that, that, that we scored at really important times, didn't we, as well, mm. which obviously helped significantly. You know, it completely killed Plymouth's attempts to get going in the first half and completely killed Plymouth's attempts to get going in the second half. So Whatever yeah. whatever plan they'd come up with at half-time, we just whacked it. Yeah, it just wasn't going to happen, was it? And that's absolutely highlights the importance of, of being switched on and having that, you know, cutting edge mentality and starting games and starting halves on the front foot uh, and, and not being scared of teams and not being scared to play our way and I think attack the opposition. Yeah, I think it goes it it, it, it goes it goes down the route of the preparation that for me in a final. Like you know Ian Emmett's got the preparation absolutely on point, whatever he's done to kind of galvanize and and, and 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 stimulate them he's got it absolutely nailed on and I like I was thinking to myself and I think I said it to one of my the, my dad or whoever I was sat next to do you, do you think that um Ian as silly as this might say do you think Ian Everett might have asked them to to look at the last result when we were last as a club at Wembley do you know what I mean like this is what they had to deal with last time do you know what I mean all them little tiny little things that Kind of wouldn't surprise you that he's gone the extra mile and the preparation was seems like it was it was on point. Yeah, he, he he's got, he's got that sports psychology absolutely nailed, and especially with this group of lads that absolutely mm. buy into everything he says and does, mm. and th- that trust in each other I think is massive. And it's when it's when it's switched on, it's just it's a it's a joy to watch, isn't it? 
yeah, the combina the, the, the combinations throughout the, the pitch, you know, within their roles were all all individual roles were were really uh, really much for standout as well. Like they all got the job absolutely on point, didn't they? Connor catching Kyle, that three was outstanding on that right, absolutely outstanding. Yeah. It was really, really impressive. I think the performances over on that side were, were exceptional. Uh, and, and I think especially for catcher that's up there with one of his best of the season. Um, I've just seen a, a, a come to Tobias. He was sat a few rows behind Ben. Uh, and a highlight for me was after the first goal, he made his missus and his mate feel his heart. He looked like genuinely <laughs> shocked. And I think he thought he was going to die, which is actually the spot on truth. Um the first goal went in and I just turned around. I was I went to went to Wembley with my two friends uh, and my, my missus. And uh, after the first goal, I actually thought I was going to cardiac arrest. I was like, there's something wrong here. Because, I mean, I was perhaps half cut before I'd even got into the ground. And so first goal went in and I was excited to say the least. And But yeah, the, a genuine thought came across me. I was, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. And then the second one went in, and I'm surprised I'm still here to tell the story. But yeah, it was a, a fantastic day, and going three 0 up with with catcher, you know, putting in a performance that that really gave some credit to him, uh, and sort of almost stuck a finger up to the people that have said for a long time that you know, there's no, but there's no almost to bury it, Ben. That's exactly what he did, and that was probably it. That was probably his motivation, to be honest. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think then for, for Geth to cap it off at four. Don't I'll cry. I can't even. I, I can't even. Really, really. I must have watched amazing, it about a hundred yeah. times and every time it makes me feel up. It's just his little face. Oh. <laughs> you could see yeah. how much it meant. And when he, when he spoke to you after, and he's like, he just wanted to fall on the floor and cry. And I was like... Yeah, we all wanted to fall on the floor and cry with you, guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've been to a lot of big games and I can't ever remember in a time where a goal went in and it actually got me to choke up. Like, that's probably the only time the whole, however many years I've been watching them and however many games I've been to, that that, that actually happened to me. I was, yeah, I was, I, he definitely got me that, um, that goal when he scored. I think he, just, it was, he, I think he needed it was, that as well. I think he needed that. Wasn't only because obviously he looked to the sky when I mean I'm not a religious person at all, but you know that that's a different story. But it's not only the fact that he looked to the sky, but he, he ran in a different direction, and the lads got him to, yeah. um, <laughs> to, to <laughs> kind of like let him enjoy it. Do you get what I mean? But yeah. obviously that that I think that's what got me a little bit because he didn't really know where to go, they didn't what to do type of thing. No, no it was it was nice uh, watching him sort of be rallied up by teammates and push towards the fans um and two so beautiful headers two beautiful headers from corners not scrappy corner goals properly well taken headers was it, was it piss poor defending or was it good blocking and good you know good piss poor uh, defending from kyle's he was completely unmarked he was like completely yeah. on his own but we know that boy can jump he's like a frog in it so. weeks yeah yeah it did uh, certainly, I think Kyle's. I mean, we've said it for weeks. He, he, the timing of his jump is almost down to perfection, um, and we can get wrapped up in 
so many different individual performances. Danny's just put another one on saying, tell you what, Ben, I've had many back and forth with you on Twitter about Santos. I'm so happy to say I can finally say I was wrong. Which, <laughs> if, I mean, Colin will be the first one to tell you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the man's an absolute mountain. Uh, he's just somehow seems to be reaching new levels each and every week and, and up in his game in ways that we never thought we'd see. It's just you know what's improving the most about him, in my opinion? It's his composure. Yeah, so composed. Mm. That seems There's to be... No, he's flap. He's, no. he's unflappable at the minute. I, I, it's, it's, it's lovely to see, isn't it? When you look at what he was like when he first came, where he's at now, it's oh. an amazing transformation. It's like a swan. Different player, yeah. He's composed. He's developed his game and brought on traits that were, were essential to play as that you know, middle man in the back of a, a high pressing backline. He's uh, very, very difficult to pick a man of the match, like Andrew was saying before. It is indeed. Um, there are a number of contenders, one which, of course, uh, is Kachunga. He had his chance both to uh, silence some doubters. And grabbed his chance in front of goal uh, by the bollocks, I think is the right way to put it. He, <laughs> he did was very composed. He was he so composed. He didn't, though, did he? He should have had that trick. He didn't, didn't, grab well, the, didn't grab his chances by the bollocks. He might have grabbed that header by the bollocks. But, I mean, he sh- that one-on-one, I mean, I've been overcritical, but, either, you know, Christ almighty, he should have scored. I mean, At least. Yeah, we should have had a eight, seven or eight, but... Yeah, he's um just so many. Sheehan, another one, almost feels a bit like a, a new signing. Oh, yeah, doesn't back it? From injury. Yeah, um, and almost actually a, a new starter. Um, coming into that team, taking up that eight role, you know, really, really well with Morley playing just a little bit ahead of him, and Dempsey just in front of Morley. I think, I think that one, that one, sorry, then that one highlights to me how important it's not to jump down the neck of players when they're coming back from injury. They're not impre- impressing when they when they get a chance because he's having to grow into either his position or his new role or, or kind of like whatever ever setting him up as. Which game was it when he was interviewed post match and then said it all felt like it clicked? At- he said it after Sheffield Wednesday, but he said it previous to that. He said it previous to that. I mean, I mean, he had a fantastic game at Sheffield, but he he he's literally like a, it's like before he went off injured. I know he didn't play very much for us, but you could see the potential there in him, couldn't you? And then he and then yeah. I think everyone was just a bit oh, he's not he's not the same, is he? Since he's come back, but yeah, he's absolutely firing now. I think it was after the Port, Port Vale when he scored at home. I think that was the game where he said it, from from what I recall. I think he's he's absolutely. I don't think we've realised how important he is in our team until actually we look back at previous games and gone, shit. We could have really done with Josh Sheehan playing there. I think his ability to to let us play really intense and intricate football has gone missing so many times. And those games, perhaps like Wickham, where we've resorted to to playing long balls through not having really many options through the middle. You know, Sheehan offers that in abundance, uh, and so it's really good to see him back. 
Johnston and MJ also getting minutes. Uh, good to see them back in the squad uh, and hopefully kicking on for the rest of the season. But you know, I mean, you'll have Georgie J is going to have to do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, as always, um, there is never just good news with Bolton Wanderers. Obviously, Owens Hole picked up a, a nasty looking injury to his ankle. He got That's assaulted, right. is what happened. He'd pick up a nasty injury. He got assaulted. <laughs> Which will see him out for the rest of the season, courtesy of a uh, uh, Sam Cosgrove. I think. I think at two nil, they, they tried to target um, Josh Sheehan, and there was a challenge on him as well. Which you, yes, you that quite, was you awesome. quite clearly targeting him because he was dictating the play in the middle of the park, um, and obviously they didn't manage to get their own way. But there was so much frustration running through their their team, weren't there? Yeah, and it, you, yeah, and it was just that that was lit, that was pure frustration. Both of those tackles were late and high, and should have been red cards. Both of them. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I, I think the referee could have done a slightly better job with, with both of those that we've mentioned. But in terms of managing the Plymouth group and, and frustration and not letting that seep into the game, which unfortunately did. And I think now, I don't think the ref had a bad. I don't think the ref had a bad game. I just think he got them two individual um, instances wrong. I don't think he had a bad game. I think he managed the game quite well in fairness, and he wasn't really seen, was he? So that's always a good sign. It's just that them two instances, um, he had an absolute shocker. Certainly on tolls, you know that oh, was had an absolute shocker. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, and the push on catcher, two-handed push in the box on catcher as well. He missed. That was Sam as well, I think, wasn't it? That was Chris Wells. He was a dirty, dirty bugger. He is a, he is a, he is a bit of a bully. He's a, he's a mound man, man mountain too. Um, so many. Really, really good individual performances from a Bolton Wanderers perspective, uh, which you know, of course, brings us to the fan zone man of the match. Um, you know, I wish we could give it to everyone, but that's just not the way it goes. So, Ange, we'll go to you first. Who is your fan zone man of the match? Before you do, Ange, before we you do, Ange, help give you a little bit more time, didn't we? Yeah. Should, um... Offer it to the chat as well. Go to the viewers. Let's go. 20, there's 20 people in the chat. <laughs> really good to get their opinions on who they think were the man of the match as well. Absolutely. Whatever we're talking about at home, uh, drop your comments on and you can uh, let us know what you think and we'll, we'll read some of them out or put them we on screen. We can't pick them all, by the way. That doesn't carry. We can't, we can't no. pick half a team either. It's, um, yeah. There are far too many for me to keep up with uh, sometimes. But let us know what your uh, what your thoughts are. Fan zone man of the match, and we will uh, make a unanimous decision. But Ange, your time has come. Oh. <sighs> I'm gonna go with Catcher just because I'm dead soft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead soft, and I'm dead happy for him. I don't know. And I know that Dent is capable of that performance. I just think that was Catcher's best performance in a Bolton shirt. And that's why I've gone with Catcher. I'm going to mirror that. But it's easy enough. Mine's the exact same reason. Dempsey, we've seen putting those types of performances. We know he's capable of it. That's almost a, a routine performance at the top of his game for Kyle Dempsey. Uh, and for Catcher to come out... Um, 
and do what he did, play the way he did, and play like he's you know full of confidence. I think was the reasoning for for me choosing catcher for for this episode's man of the match, Colin. Who are you going to choose? We've got the deciding vote. Mm. Well, he's not. It's not catcher. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going with the the emotional element. Don't get me wrong. He played very very well, but a lot of them played very very well. I'm thinking along the lines of what enabled us to to get going. You know what what passage of play? Why why did we score? You know score early? Where's where's the chances coming from? Um, and of course that all happened on the right hand side. And I think the reason why that happened was because once again the Gethin Jones and Connor Bradley combination worked an absolute treat. Um, Gethin Jones' ability to be able to fill in on on that right side of defence so comfortably. And reassuring for the rest of the players around him, uh, frees up the likes of, of, of you know Dempsey to get on the ball, and, and of course Connor Bradley to get on the ball and influence the game. And they were absolutely terrified of Connor Bradley. And I think the the, 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 the assurance that that Gethin Jones offered on that offers that right side of, of the pitch um, for me, and I think he just he was just he did every, absolutely everything right. It, everything you know, it ticked all to everything ticked through him and and, and freed up. Up Connor Bradley, and I think he was such an important performance. And yeah, I, I give it, I'm going to give it to to Gethin Jones to me, not not because of the from an emotional standpoint, but I thought he was pretty um, influential throughout the game. He made a lot of important challenges, and yeah, he was he was great on on the day. Um, so I'm going to go for Gethin Jones. Uh, an absolutely great point. Uh, we've got a, we've got so many different. I love it when everyone we've, we've got so many different. Yeah, let's, discuss, let's discuss these. Let's discuss them. We'll go through them. So, starting from the top, uh, Malk has said Dempsey. Tobias has also agreed with that, uh, adding that the lad needs a song, which I uh, firmly agree with. Uh, Danny has said Bradley or Kachunga for me. David Green has said Dion Charles, my other match. He won the corners and scored. An all-important goal as well. I think getting two in such a short space of time really, really... You know, dampen Plymouth's efforts going forward uh, and zap them of energy. Ian mm. Robot, I'm agreed with that. I said Dion Charles and Menace all day long. Uh, we've had another one for Dempsey. Uh, the guy's a mini tank. Uh, Tobias I like said that. Charles. I like that description. A mini tank, he is, isn't he? He's a proper solid accurate. little dude, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he is. Tobias has uh, agreed with the people saying. Uh, Dion and said that he was an absolute nuisance through uh, throughout the game, uh, and it's a close second for him. I think it's always easy to to pick the attackers because they influence the games, don't they? And they're the, they're the things that stick in your memory the most. Um, undoubtedly, Carl Dempsey was fantastic, but um, the midfield as a whole, as well, it's very very difficult in it to pick a, a man of the match. It certainly is, which is a, a very nice feeling. Um, you know, there have been episodes gone by where it's been relatively straightforward picking the, the best from a bad bunch so to speak I think, I think there's been more episodes where it's been harder than it has been easier I think I think we do harder tend to, do to they've all played well or not all of them but we, we, <laughs> no, yeah. no, we, well they can't be because we're sat fifth in the league so they're not playing bad are they? But, you know my, my, my point is, is I think you know there's been plenty of instances where we've had a cluster of players that have played pretty well I think he's not always. It's not only he's. Always, hence why we always have different 
opinions on on who the one of the matches or player of the match or whatever the hell you're supposed to call it these days. <laughs> I mean, the men aren't they? It's one of the matches. Let's carry on with that. Yeah, I, I have. I, to be fair, I've, I've had two or three more than I've just had one. I've, I've exactly. had to, exactly, yeah, yeah. I've had to have a proper think about it. That's what we want, isn't it? Yeah. It is a, a, certainly a nice feeling having that list to choose from. Um, speaking of lists, uh, if you were to sort of compile a list of every single Bolton game you've been to, where where would that rank? Where would Sunday's events rank in your all-time list of games? I saw this asked on Twitter and thought I'd bring it mm. to the pod. A lot of people said Reading uh, in the playoff final was was up there, but how does uh, how does Sunday's Papa John's Trophy win rank for you, Ange? See, because I wasn't at the Reading match to watch it on the telly, it's completely different from being there. Do you think we should ask the question? What does it rank in your live matches? I think that's a better way of asking it. Indeed. I'd be very surprised if a game on the telly beats that, though. No, it, it, it's it's right up there for me. It is. I think I think because it's about more than just that match as well. I think it's because it's encompassing mm. and kind of it's everything that we've wanted for so long. It's it's the polar opposite of where we've been, um, and I think. And it's obviously that emotional aspect with me again that it it was such an emotional day to just see us at Wembley again, let alone to bloody win it 4 0. So, mm. and then to have my boy at my side, I think for me, potentially, that it's probably right at the top. I would absolutely echo what you've just said. Christ, I mean, Christ Ben, it's not half for you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll let Andrew first, then I'll just say. Yeah, <laughs> don't quite have uh, many to choose. Oh, he's from, got but... no memory, though. He's not got many good memories, have you, pal? Clayton Donaldson, or Liam Trotter. That's, that's what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, it, it certainly beats the likes of uh, Josh McGuinness and Clayton Donaldson kicking up the front of the park. But I, I think absolutely what you said. Um, that win, it isn't just a, a cup win, it's so much more than that. It embodies the spirit of that group of players. It's everything that Everett and Sharon and Football Ventures have been working towards for the last three, four years. It's everything the fans have wanted for the last 10, 12 years. And, you know, mm. pardon the pun, but, but that trophy, there is a slice of that for so many different people. <laughs> There's one for the fans, that's for the community, that's for the supporters' trust, that's for Bolton Wanderers in the community, that's for the groundsman, that's for you know Marcus who does the videography at the club. There's a piece of that for everyone and it, it hit home for me that that is quite possibly one of the best Bolton games that you know I've ever had the pleasure of attending, but also a turning point perhaps that people will look back on favourably in... 20, 30 years, wherever we might be, and and one that, you know, perhaps I'll be talking to my kids about one day saying, I remember that game and, and sharing those experiences, hopefully when we're uh, in, in a much better position than what we were when, you know, my family were telling me stories of Bolton 
Uh, and for me, I think that's why it, it absolutely tops that list. But Colin, what about you? Well, I'd start by saying it's definitely in my top five. The order of that, I'm not sure about. Because I like trying to move away from the emotional side and think about the football side. But well, lucky for you, you've got five to choose from. I can't do that. Yeah, no, I don't, you know... I don't know how you can remove emotion from football, Colin. It, it fries my brain. For me, that's it. It's football yeah, emotion. It is, of course. But like, I look at it as, like, the achievements within the game as well, like what, what you've done as a club. For example, the shirt I've got on now, I wore this when we qualified for Europe at Portsmouth. Do you get what I mean? So, like, for me, that's in my top five, qualifying for Europe, Europe European football. Um as a football club, you, you you're not getting you, you're doing well to, to to top that for a club of our our size. Um, Preston in the playoff final, getting back into getting back into the Premier League, you know, and, and that was a game that we won. Then to stay stay in that league for you know twelve years or whatever it was. So it's it's difficult, you know, Bayern Munich away, drawing there, getting the result against one of the biggest clubs in the world. You know, you can go, I can go on forever with it. I'm definitely going to put it in my top five. Were I fit, it, I'm not sure. Um, but don't get me wrong. Like obviously, my my parents being there, my my, my brother being there, and my, my little boy and my missus, all that's magical. And I'm sure you know, in in ten years time or whatever it'll be, I'll look back and think, yeah, you know, that was probably up there when I'm looking at pictures and stuff. But uh, from a football perspective, um, I think it's probably because it is the, the third trophy that you you've got to win in, in England behind the FA Cup and League Cup. But um, from a football perspective, it's not top for me, but um, Emotionally, what it means to the club, yeah, I get that. It's a difficult question. It's a difficult question to answer. I think it's all individual, isn't it? Really, individual um, circumstances and whatnot. Absolutely. And that's Apart absolutely. Ben because it's, he's a piss of Ben because you know he's like he's not really. I mean, he's not so, competing so, much, is so, it? <laughs> so Finn's watching upstairs. He can't log into YouTube because all that I'm, I'm assigning. So he said it's his top. He's 13 years old. Top with the match against Boris Day not being his number two, so That's you've got yeah. you've got some memories, Ben. If he has at thirteen, Forest is absolutely the only one that comes remotely close. Um, <laughs> but this one tops it by a a country mile for me. I think we are certainly watching history unfold, and you know every week that passes by, every point that goes on that table, every. David's made a point. He's right. I'm not moving away from that, David. I know it's a cup. You know, I just meant from a football perspective. You know, going. uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 very like I said. It's very very difficult. Do you not think the style in which we won though, as well, Colin? I've seen him play. That was one of the best I've seen him play this season as well. It was. Yeah, but we were two two nil down at Bayern. It was beautiful. Do you get what I mean? I think sometimes re- recency bias is a, is a, recency bias is a thing. Like in your head, you know, you got to like try and move that. I'm just talking about my own personal circum, my own personal experiences. I get what what David. It is it is a cup at the end of the day, and you can you can't. It's all about. It's, that's why they put, we 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 watch and play the sport we play in. It. It's all about winning in it, and that's exactly what it is. Um, I just think if it was a, if it had a little bit more substance to the competition, like throughout the whole of its longevity, for start off the twenty ones. The Premier League 21 team need to get out of that competition for a start off. It doesn't do the EFL any good at all. That um, if it had more substance, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably coming across the right dick here. I'm, I'm just talking about my. I'm, I'm, I'm not being miserable. 
I'm not. I'm buzzing. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I am buzzing. I'm it's just... a celebration pod. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. I'm going to show up now. Sorry. <laughs> that that is the beauty of football. Yeah. That is absolutely the beauty of football, that all those shared experiences rank so differently among so many different people. You know, for you, Colin, it might not be the be-all and end-all, but you think about the lads travelling from... Argentina, that that game will stick with them for the rest of their lives, and they'll be telling their grandkids about the time they went to Wembley. Yeah. Um, uh, football is is such a beautiful sport, and and, that and it's way... very personal to people. It's it's there's there's different. It might be the first match you've been to since somebody you loved in the past that you used to go and watch it with. There's so many different reasons. Why yeah, and coming coming out of the that, pandemic as well. That's yeah, thing, there's things you know, that you know, so many different things that mean more than just the, what you're watching on the pitch there's, there's there's so many more reasons why things resonate with people it's that old saying that football is more than just a game because it absolutely is for so many different reasons and for so many different people across the country and across the world um but but bringing it home uh, a little bit bringing it back around Unfortunately, there are still games to play. We can't just sit and talk about this for the rest of the season. There is, uh, there is plenty of Easter weekend is, uh, is upon us already. Uh, you talk about you talk about cup finals, but there's eight more left. There's eight cup finals now to play. I am exhausted. Everyone else knackered. <laughs> yeah, can, I ask that, can I ask that question? Actually, like, I've been in work for the last couple of days, like today and, and yesterday. And I've not been able to get going properly yet. Like, and I spoke to one of my mates before, and he was saying exactly the same thing. Is anybody else? I haven't left the house for two days. I've been off work, and I've, the first time I've left the house today since Sunday, I'm absolutely knackered. Is anybody else? Yeah, is anybody else in the chat like absolutely knackered? Like, like I've got jet lag. I just can't get going at all. I can't get stimulated. But I do think it's like we said before we came on. I think because you're such a high that you then. You then have a like really yeah. steep down as well as being knackered from traveling and stuff. Yeah, of course. I think the absolute adrenaline rush of, of winning that cup and being on such a high for so long, everything else by comparison just automatically feels shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know I missed that. Quite feels <laughs> nothing else. Quite feels the same as being sat. Up I don't know. Work. I'm I'm, look, I'm looking forward to going back to the, the Reebok. I can't wait. Day. I'm so glad yeah, we've got I'm two matches this weekend because I'm 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 chomping at the bit. Really disappointed. Yeah, I'm really disappointed. It's Exeter as well on Friday because it's such a long way that in it, and I simply can't can't get there. Uh, by the way, that's not because I'm a shit fan. I've got a little boy to look after on Friday. I just can't so. afford it. <laughs> There's that as well, you know. Like, but like people don't start judging people to say you're a shit fan because you're not traipsing down to Exeter on Friday on Friday afternoon. Um, but yeah, it's got in it such a long way, in it because it was like a you know north or anywhere like Yorkshire way or whatever would have been north great. of Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the, those two games are upon us. Obviously, Exeter away on Friday. Cambridge at home on Monday, which uh, I think is uh, looking like it's going to be a, a big, big turnout yeah. for uh, yeah. for Bolton, which is wonderful to see. Of course, it's a family day, so all. if you haven't got your tickets, go and get them. Uh, Can you tell people what they are uh, £10 for an adult and £5, five for, for a child. Um, there's your reason to go. Indeed it is. What else would you do on a bank holiday Monday? Woo-hoo. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you're wondering when you can uh, tune into the Fan Zone podcast, I think we're all uh, unanimously agreed that we will be live on the Tuesday uh, at 7.30pm. So you can catch us and we'll uh, sort of react to, to both of those games all in one. So you'll get a, a double episode because uh, we'll, we'll treat you to one of those. What better way to uh, finish your Easter bank holiday with uh, other than with the uh, the fan zone pod? David Green's but, has made an interesting point regarding Monday. So somebody posted today that they'd spoken to ticket office. He said absolutely not about South Stand. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, rumour, isn't it? And was it on your group that they'd spoken in, to the ticket office and they'd said absolutely not we want to be in South Stand? <laughs> Well, there's your answer. Um, I can't remember the last time. I think it probably would have been Peterborough. Oh. Cause they only, are they bringing about 800 or something at um, Cambridge? That's what they've sold at the minute. Yeah. Somewhere around that figure. But two, two, two really, really big games. Uh, Exeter are, are almost in that period of sort of mid-table obscurity where they can't really do anything for the rest of the season. But... They're the dangerous ones, aren't they? Those middle of the table ones are always tough. As Barnsley found out not too long ago, that those teams that are playing with with nothing really to play for and playing with more freedom, and and actually, they're the teams to look out for. Um, Obviously, Exeter coming off the back of a win uh, against Barnsley and and a real thumping against Accrington Stanley. Be a, an interesting game, that's for certain. Uh, and Cambridge, another one that you just cannot write off. A team that are fighting to stay in League One. I with... think they're, they're not only fighting for to stay in the league, league One, but they're obviously the fighting the ones in mid the table. They're fighting for contracts, aren't they? So the, the, you know, the, this is the difference in these leagues. It's like the lads that are they don't they're such short contracts, aren't they? So they, they don't really get you know three four year contracts at this level. So they're fighting for contracts pretty much every year. Um, which I think is a contributing factor towards why the games are so difficult or difficult, as you might call it. <laughs> <laughs> Challenging is probably a better way of putting it. Challenging. Absolutely. It's, it's a really good point. <laughs> uh, and Cambridge as well. It's worth noting that I've got a horrible end to the season. I think they play Wickham, uh, possibly Plymouth as well. Maybe Peterborough thrown in there. They've got some really tough games coming up. So they'll be really looking to to put up a fight and 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 make every point count. Um, so what are you expecting from those two games? Um, I think it's probably quite easy to say that, you know, six points is, is the absolute minimum uh, looking at those two. Um, but what are you expecting? You know what, you know what right? I, if you offer me a draw, as silly as this might sound, if you offer me a draw against Ex- Exeter, I'll probably take it. Because... It's not like you, Colin. No, no. Well, I mean, I've been saying. Are you okay? Yeah, you know, I've been saying. I, I just think it's after the laws merged, Sean, all that type of stuff. And I think, as as, as I'm, I've been trying to run it over my head all day. Like I know we've got players to come in who obviously went off early on Sunday, didn't play on Sunday. You know, we've got a decent squad to choose from, but I do think the high, like we've just been talking about how high we are. Yeah, imagine being them, buddy. Yeah. Imagine being them, and I, I do think that. If you offer me a point for Friday, I'll, prob- I'll probably take it, providing that we beat, um, is it Cambridge playing on Monday? Yeah. Um, I've been saying every game's a must win, and it still is, of course, but I've been I've been pushing that in my mind because I, I obviously thought at one point we could probably 
pushed towards that top two, like Barnsley proving we could have done. Um, but yeah, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we win. But I, I, I would, I would actually take a point on Friday because we, I think we can kind of afford to in a way because obviously. So that's our game in hand, that point is our game in hand. Well, we have got a game in hand though, aren't we? And I think the teams yeah. have, have gone a bit, had a bit of a nightmare around us recently, haven't they? So, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong on the chat, by the way, if you, if you think I'm wrong with that. It is uh, certainly hotting up uh, in that playoff mix. Obviously, Derby dropping out um, and, and Peterborough making their way in. There's some, uh, well... There's very little room for error in that uh, in that mix. Ange, but what, what are you expecting from these two games? So I watched the Exeter Barnsley match mm. and what a show of shite it was. I know it was 3 1, but Jesus, it was grim. It was probably. What sense, Ange? It was just awful to watch. The football was awful to watch. It was scrappy. Oh. It was it was it was minging. I didn't enjoy watching it. I, I watched all sorts of football. I did not enjoy watching it. So, although the scoreline was three-one, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that Exeter necessarily. They drew two all with Fleetwood on Saturday, didn't they? Um, it, was that at home or was that away? They were away, I think, at Fleetwood. Well, we know what Fleetwood are like to play against. Mm, not a bad point, really, for them. Really, I don't think that. Yeah, not Fleetwood, a bad point. Not bad side. So I'm not. I don't think I'm. I'm not hugely concerned because I actually I, I kind of agree with Colin with the I would take a point after the after the come down of the the match. I think I think what everybody would like is off the back of that massive victory to push and it spur us on and we'll just like Yeah, I think it will do. Yeah, it it will do so soon after that game I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be I, you know what I might be thinking here, Andrew. I think the reason why I'm thinking along them lines is because after the Accrington game we yeah, we had a bit of a dip, didn't we? didn't we? But I think the only reason why we'd that happen was because we played that many games in such a short period of time and we had that many players out as well. That was probably a contributing factor. It's a difficult one. It's you know Yeah, and that shitty pitch as well. So we played beautiful football and a beautiful carpet like Wembley. That's massive yeah. and we've got loads of space on. But then we go to Exeter and it's all a bit crap. Is it a poor surface? Yeah, I didn't. Have... Yeah, it was. It was nice. I watched the game you're talking about, but I watched it on my iPad and it's difficult to. Difficult it's to hard to tell in it on your mm. on a little screen, but yeah, um, I don't think they'll make it. They definitely won't make it easy for us. No chance. No, although no, the bit, their, their fans will be welcome welcoming us. Oh, they'll the love us, don't they? After yeah, yeah. The about it's, as close sold as out. As... it's sold out. The lads have uh, sold it out. They'll be giving us a guard of honour, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, an interesting it's an interesting one, and only time will tell. Um, it's it's a it's a real toss up between. Obviously, the lads are going to be buzzing with confidence, and you know, feeling the highs of Wembley. But hopefully, those highs aren't. Don't distract from from the league and and offer perhaps a little bit. I mean, now. you put the experience in the side now. So Dion scored two goals with country the week before he's like a few days before he scored a goal at Wembley. You kind of can't get much higher than that, can you? No, oh, what what a week that lad had. Mm. And it resonated in his play as well because I think he was yeah so much so confident. He looked so yeah. confident. Phenomenal, weren't he? Um. 
I think what we need on Friday is a bit of experience in that starting eleven. It wouldn't surprise me if Cameron Jerome and Kieran Lee started on, on Friday night. Just to get them a little bit level-headed a little bit, not to get carried away with themselves. Um, maybe MJ, MJ in the middle of the park as well, possibly. I don't feel make so many changes, me, but we'll see. Well, you know what he's like. Exactly, and he, he's keen to utilise his squad in it at the best of time. And I think certainly after that game on on Sunday, I think that'll be prominent. I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it makes two or three changes personally. Absolutely. Well, one's a definite in it. Poor Owen. Oh no! Yeah, indeed it's... it is, uh, and it'll be interesting to see, but. Only time will tell, and fingers crossed, you know, we'll be talking about maybe four, maybe even six points uh, on Tuesday. But I think that's just about all we have time for uh, on this evening's episode. It's been a, a good one. Thank you all for, for tuning in and joining us. We do appreciate it. You've all been very lively in the chat, which, of course, we appreciate. Um like I said, we'll be back with you on Tuesday at 7.30pm. You'll be able to uh, watch the podcast live with us. But if you have missed any of the recent episodes or perhaps you can't make one and would like to tune in and uh, and catch it up, you can do on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever your chosen platform is to get your podcast. You can do exactly that. Can um, I, um, before you carry on, Ben, can I just say one thing before we uh, wrap it up? Um, just our thoughts with the now former um, chef or head chef at the club, um, James. I'm not sure what his surname is, but obviously, as I'm sure a lot of fans all know, he obviously he's, he's going through a bit of a tough time. And I think I think we all saw today that the position has become available to fill. So that indicates that he's left um, the 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 I say company, but yeah, essentially what it is, the club. Um, but yeah, thoughts with him whatever he's going through um yeah at this time because obviously you know it's, it's it, it was it was highlighted to us that the the, the the lads had gone through a bit of a rough trip with him early on last week absolutely uh, I thought go out to, to Jamie I very much doubt he's watching but thoughts uh, are with him and uh yeah well uh all we've got time for um for today but you can catch us again on Tuesday and Whatever platform you get your podcasts on, you'll find us over there. You can find us on social media as well. It's at the Fans on Pod. Go and give us a follow. Uh, it, it really helps and it is appreciated. But we will catch you in the next one, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about uh, a jubilant Easter weekend. So it'll be a six. It'll be a six-point podcast. And we might not be quite tired. Yeah, <laughs> not it'll be a six-point podcast, but I'd hope for four-point podcasts and hope not to be as tired. Many and hope Ben's got rid of one of his many colds because I think he gets more cold <laughs> than my two-year-old son. <laughs> and on that note, we will catch you in the next one. <laughs> yeah. yeah.